0: super talk mississippi media production
1: this is rebecca turner and thank you for listening to the good things podcast here on super talk mississippi
0: it's mississippi's radio happy hour well, I'm going to Mississippi, mississippi here I come. you're listening to good things with rebecca turner well,
1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And like we always tell you, if you want to keep up with all the good stories in Mississippi, head on over to the Good Things Facebook group. We do a good job there of trying to share all of the uplifting, positive, and inspiring stories across our state and also have a little fun conversation. And today, on a Monday, I thought we should give some congratulations to some Mississippians that's been really rocking it over the last weekend and a couple of days. First up, you'll find the full stories there on the Facebook page, but Brennan Lacey, he is a talented 14-year-old sprinter. He is from Canton, Mississippi, and he is on the verge of fulfilling his dream at the AAU. Junior Olympics coming up in Iowa in a couple of weeks. And he's got some mixed excitement and nerves because he's hoping to bring home the gold in the 100-meter sprint. Ouch, the 200-meter sprint, ooh, and the 4x100 relay. And so we will be watching out and um, hoping that he does bring back that hardware. Him and his family have recently moved and relocated to Texas for his training, but his mom has been quoted saying, Once a Mississippian, always a Mississippian. No matter where we are, Mississippi will be home. Yes, I've reached out to the Lacey family. I hope to get Brennan on before he hits that stage. Of all the track events, Will, Sprinting to me is the hardest,
2: most intense.
1: Most intense to be good at too. I mean, if you don't like running, like, I guess the shorter distances are going to be your favorite because they do take less time. But if you are trying to be good, they are harder. Less in my room opinion. for error. Less room for error for sure.
2: I mean, think about the the Olympic people. The guy who comes in first or gal who comes in first, mm-hmm. and the one who comes in second. I mean, you're talking about. Uh, That, you know, is like from, you know, a millisecond.
1: Same way in swimming, too. And it it kind of off topic, but still on track. The and I can't remember now where it was, but it was college, I do believe. And it was a shock putter. I may have that wrong. But the other part of of track and field that doesn't require the running part. She was one of those. that either threw the thing or whatever it may be. Their team needed the points for the hurdles, and did you see this video go viral? Mm-hmm. So they needed the um, points for the hurdles and they didn't have anyone to run it. So old girl just got in there, did the best she could. She just galloped and sort of went on, galloped and went on. And when they, when the um, gun or however the horn goes to go, you see all the ones that know what they're doing. They go out real fast and do their thing. And she's smiling and she's just getting, <laughs> the, point? you know, every point sort of counted. And I was like, kudos to you for just showing up and saying, hey, my team needs it. I, nobody expects me to be good at this. My other event, you know, I'm better at something else. Um, but she fulfilled that slot. I think that was that was a, a lot of showmanship for her, um, for sure. But I did track one year. I always say I walked track because I really wasn't very good at it. Um, I was terrible at soccer, so I did track. I just wanted the the little shoe with the wings on my Letterman jacket, and they didn't have any girls that would do it. And I had. My appreciation for the sport of track and field shifted in about oh a couple of weeks when you recognize what true talent it takes to be fast on a track because it's insane and the whole passing of the baton thing takes a lot of coordination there as well you ever, you ever did your did your school have track
2: we had track for like three years we were an incredibly small school we didn't have a football team either we were so small mm-hmm. but one year they decided to put together a track team and we had you know, it was just an oddball collection of different sports. So we had the shot putter because you can, you know, you can buy the ball, and uh, that, that's all you really need for shot putting. They didn't. I guess they do the javelin throw in uh, high school, and then we had some some track runners, and we had some that were pretty good. But you know, we were out there running on, <laughs> We were running around trees, and you know, just whatever we could run around. We didn't have like a track track.
1: The vault would be something if my life depended on it. I don't think I could get the courage to do it. Yeah. Maybe on a very low like level, like you're going to do the limbo kind of level um, under it or over it or whatever. But to watch them run with the stick and then put it in the right place and then shoot their body straight up and just hope it's that they go over like my my I, as a parent, if I was a parent watching my, I don't think I could watch. I just yeah. think it would be one of those, you know, I mean, I know gymnastics is scary, and I watch that, but i I don't know why I feel like you would have better control over what's going on there versus just flinging yourself and trusting a stick all the way to the top and whatever it may be. But track and field will be up in the Olympics coming up in 2024. So that's going to be an exciting one. Although his junior Olympics, going back to Mr. Lacey, that's coming up in a couple weeks. We'll definitely keep an eye on his story. But other congratulations, though, if you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group, you may have noticed lots of crowns were lots of pageants over the last weekend. You have um Abney, I think is how you say it, Grace Pittman. She's of Wayne County. She was crowned the 2023 Mississippi Miss Hospitality. She is a sophomore at University of Mississippi and she is getting a degree in Communication Sciences and a minor in marketing. So she is your next Miss Mississippi, Miss Hospitality. I feel like I need cheat sheets (laughs) for all of the different crowns we've got going on now, uh, Will, but that's okay. They're all out there and representing our state well. And here's one that took an American title. She is a Hurley native, Miss Ariana Hopkins. She's Miss Junior High School America. So her sash is long. Miss Junior High School America, she was awarded that over 44 other contestants at the annual pageant. It was held in Little Rock, and she was to given in honor due to her leadership skills, which were demonstrated through hours of community service service and her advocacy of her national anti-bullying platform. So she is 13. So we have a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old that's really doing more with their life than most of us have now by the time that we're pushing. I don't pushing. have any no sashes. I don't have any sashes either. Uh, but – I don't know if it's a sash as much as it is a crown, but there was a new Choctaw Indian princess that was also uh chosen, which I think it's really cool. Her peers or their peers choose them every year. It's a really neat process. We had the honor of getting to uh, meet the one prior to her, Ms. Uh, Cadence, and or Candace, I think it's Miss Candace, and she was the one who was able to bestow it to Miss. I'm going to mess it up, but Ms. Thompson, you know, there's a great story about her over at supertalk.fm if you would like to read it, but theirs is so neat because they come in their traditional wear for the Choctaw. They get to talk about like their traditional uh, beading that usually has a story behind their family's um, um, history or customs, as well as their uh, basket weaving and some other things. So there's a lot of cultural things that are are intertwined into their um, into their pageant, which I think is unique and special and super cool um, there. But the, the Choctaw. Tall Fair is over. So if you didn't get a chance to go this year, you'll have to go um, next year. Have you ever been? Did you ever go? I mean, it's the Never 75th been. annual. And, you know, it's always a couple weeks before the Neshoba County Fair. And I still say one year we need to get the boys from Sports Talk out there and get them on the field to play stickball. Because I, <laughs> I hear you're not a very man. I can man. see hey Dad
2: out there, you know. Yeah. That'd be interesting, I think.
1: Richard would
2: play probably play dirty. A you know, friendly little cheap. game
1: of of stickball, you know. He
2: might hit somebody over the. Yeah, I could see that.
1: So the princess shared with us the way that stickball was created back in their in their uh, culture was to to like stop wars. So like in, like if two tribes were angry at each other, they would come together for probably a vicious game of stickball because it was better than bows and arrows and knives and all the things. She did say that sometimes, you know, fights would break out. But for the most part, at least stickball would help them mitigate some of the aggression. And, you know, so, hey, maybe that's what America needs. We, instead of pickleball, maybe we need just yeah. kind of like a widespread thing of stickball tournaments across party lines. I think that would get pretty interesting instead of debates, don't you think?
2: I think that would be much more civil. Maybe if you could – Better entertainment on TV, if, I would say. I don't
1: I, – you know, I don't know how, how stickball is necessarily set up or, or pickleball. But if you score a point, then you get to answer a question. How about that? <laughs> so you yes, have
2: to answer it truthfully.
1: So now you're winded and you're tired. And so now – and then you have to go back yeah. go back in and have to earn your right to to take the next question. I mean, we could make these way more entertaining and – Fair and balanced. If we really, <laughs> if we really wanted to, <laughs> one more congratulations, uh, Eddie Hargo. He is a World War II veteran of Claiborne County, Mississippi. He just celebrated over the weekend his hundredth birthday, and his wife turned a hundred years old back in January. What a cool wow. story that is! So happy belated birthday, Mr. Hargo, and thank you for your service. So one hundred years. I don't know how long they've been married. But they've both been around. What are the odds that both of them are still together That's for a for hundred um, years and to sort of make it that? And his photos look like, I mean, yes, he is a hundred years old, but he looks like he's still enjoying enjoying life, Yeah, which I think is, is really cool. All right, stick with us. we got a great story for you about something new that has come to Long Beach. That's the first Safe Haven Baby Box.
0: your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got- you
1: can watch Good Things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku and Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. You can also watch Good Things live on c TV if you've got that. We're on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And how about another good headline for you? First safe haven baby box in Mississippi arrives in Long Beach. And joining us is Caitlin Kelly. She is one of the advocates that made this possible. So, hey, Caitlin. Hey, how are y'all? Congratulations,
3: by the way. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a whirlwind the last 10 months for sure.
1: I know it's not all just you, but your name pops up every time you see a story about it. So I had to find out why this was, I know why it was important, but how you sort of got involved with this from the get go and where you found your determination to advocate for it until Mississippi got its first one.
3: So, it's, I get this question a lot about my involvement and in how, um, I wanted to start a box. And honestly, it's hard to explain for me how, you know, you feel a, the Lord stir something in your heart, you feel a pull. And as a foster mom and an adoptive mom, I have four kiddos and, um, my husband and I just, it's always been very important for us to help women in crisis and to help children in crisis. And when I first heard about this, I, I knew that I, I wanted to be on track to say, hey, if someone tells me no, I need I need the Lord. I need my husband. I need people to say, "Hey, you can keep going and get this done." Um, and that's exactly what happened. I I dug more into what the baby box mission was. I saw how it has helped across the nation, how fast it's growing across the nation. When I first started talking about it ten months ago, there was only 121 boxes. We're, they're up to 153 boxes now. 32 babies have been surrendered. So I, I just I I. In my mind, I thought, why not Mississippi? Why Absolutely. not us? Why shouldn't we come along and help?
1: So let's explain it, Caitlin. Safe Haven Box, um, the first one has now been put into Long- at Long Beach. How does it yeah. work? I mean, I, g- I think in our minds we kind of have an idea, but how do you explain it when people are like, what exactly is that?
3: Okay, so what the Safe Haven Baby Box is... It's Actually, it's an entire omission, but what the box itself is, it's a box that's accessible from the outside wall of either a fire station, hospital, or a police station, but accessible from the inside wall. So if a mother in crisis or a parent in crisis does need to use the box, they simply they walk up to the box, it opens it. When the box is open, a silent alarm is activated. There's three different silent alarms for 911 EMS Dispatch. The mother simply takes the orange bag, which is in each box. It has mother's resources. If they want to fill out a card or anything they want to leave that's in there, and they shut the door. Um, Within one to two minutes, the baby is retrieved and sent to a medical evaluation.
1: And for the mother, the protection for her, because obviously you've got to really be in a low of lowest places to even be thinking about this. And this is exactly who you want to have this type of um opportunity Absolutely. for, because you don't know what the alternative may be. And so this is for the baby's well-being more than for the mother's. I think some people need to understand that. And so what's the say like what gives her the courage to do that and uh, knowing that there won't be a reper you know, be reprimanded?
3: I think, and I will say this, um, now that the box is in, I, in my heart, I believe the mission is just starting for these women and for these parents who need to use it. We have to do better about educating and making everyone aware in Mississippi what the Safe Haven Law actually is. So we've always had a safe haven law for quite a while now that you can surrender your child face-to-face surrender. With the box, the difference is, is it's anonymous. So these women are able to change with the culture, right? We we all live behind a cell phone. We don't do face-to-face much anymore. And this box gives them that option to remain anonymous. Um, I believe... And what I've heard, and um, they have women that talk about after their surrender, they've actually called in to Haven Baby Box Mission and talked to their CEO. And they talk to her and they say, thank you for this option. I didn't want anybody to talk me out of something that I had taken so long to convince myself this is what I needed to do. I think it's a very, it's a form of bravery and so much love to know that you can't take care of your child, but you want the best for them
1: right and the alternative are a million different things that just isn't good so we're not going to talk about it here Caitlin but it gives those moms that again that sort of safe space or that safe box I guess you could look at it that way yeah um sort of now okay so what is the new because I know you worked very hard over the uh, last 10 months what were the last 10 months journey like to get this box finally in Long Beach and then share how other cities in Mississippi could get one if they wanted
3: absolutely so when we first started this we would have to go from city to city to ask for a city ordinance to be changed well a lot of cities that i went to i I went to three face-to-face and two out of the three were very worried about liability because it wasn't a state law you could pass a city ordinance and have and house it but still You didn't have the state law to say you can utilize safe haven baby boxes. Um, We did work with different, and again, this is a total cop thing that people were put in my path. Um, We had Representative Jill Ford. We have a representative from the coast, Kevin Belcher, and quite a few other people that came together and wrote this bill in order for us to change the law from seven days, surrender safely, to 45 days, surrender safely. And now the law states that in In the entire Safe Haven law, it does state that baby boxes can be utilized in any city that wants to house a baby box. The way to start that was to go to safehavenbabybox.org, so it's shbb.org, and you send them an email, and they'll send you a document on how to get started. It's a packet of four, and they let you know this is what you need to do in your city. And now the hard work is is kind of done, right? So really we just need people to agree, since now it's a state law, the liability and the concern of a lot of city leaders is no longer there.
1: Right. And so now, and also coordinating with those first responders or those perfect places for it to go into. I know in Long Beach is there at the fire station or a fire station. Yes, and it then is then, at
3: their fire station.
1: Yeah, and was it hard to convince them to do that? I'm assuming not. No. Mm-hmm. no.
3: Long Beach, um, I'm going to tell you, they knew exactly. When, the, when I first talked to the Alder Alderman, it still wasn't a state law yet. They did pass a city ordinance for this. So they have been on go since the moment we talked about it last September. Long Beach has been ready to go since then. They they never wavered from where they were. All the aldermen agreed, the mayor, the fire chief, everyone was on go. I think that the fire chief um, does explain that, you know, they're there to save lives, and this is just another option and opportunity to do that. And for it to be in this station and it can be in other stations as well, I, I think that it's pretty neat to see a community come together the way that they did.
1: You mentioned the mission of Safe Haven Boxers, the actual box, but then there's also the mission behind the entire organization. And I can yes. tell Caitlin that your 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 duty is not done. Yes, you got a box in Mississippi, but I can right. tell that there's more that you're wanting to go and sort of share. So, what's the bigger overarching piece to this? This is not just a box for people to give up their kid. There's a bigger sort of it's thing not, at play.
3: It's not right. So the box, and um, they explain it when you talk to the Safe Haven. They're, the ones that the work there, they the box is the last resort. That is not what we – we would like a face-to-face surrender. We would like a woman to be – or a parent to be more educated on what this law is. But the box is the last resort. There's a 1-800 number associated with this as well. And you can call – They are, they have over 8,000 women across the nation have helped – in every single state, lead them to pregnancy resource centers. We need to get in schools. We need to talk to colleges. We need to talk to high schools. We need to educate hospitals as well. That is a massive undertaking, but it has to be done for all of our first responders, our nurses, our people in the ER need to be aware of what this law is and how we go about utilizing it
1: and then too, just letting women know that they feel that they're the whole space for them not condemn them that it is an act of bravery and love to you absolutely. know to do that That's, versus god knows what you know
3: absolutely to me that is where i mean i you know i i can't imagine it some people can't fathom it other women that have called in and talked about it are so thankful for the option why would we not have this option I, and i'm i will tell you another good thing and i know you're all about the good thing is several four or five other cities have already talked to their city leaners around um around Mississippi to house a baby box. So the word's getting out.
1: Woohoo. I think that's great. I don't see why yes. there shouldn't be one in all cities or all eighty two counties. I'm sure there's some form of cost associated with it, but it sounds like a great fundraiser to me. Once you got it it's there. And then if you yeah. really want to be pro life, this is one way to do that, right? This is one way to make sure that a child has the opportunity to to live if the if the parental or the guardian Just as at a a crisis moment, you give them an opportunity to find a safe space.
3: It it is. And, you know, and it's hard to, and it's pro-life or pro-choice, but it's really not either one, right? So The child's already here. How are we going to help the child that's already been here? What can we do next to help? What can we do for these women um, in these situations? And And I think that, again, the whole mission all coming together is really where we need to focus on the education and awareness about the law. And hopefully it'll help if it just saves one life
1: I Amen. can't imagine that you know
3: that would just be that's what it's there for it's just an option
1: well Caitlin I can see why God put the little pool in your heart you're definitely passionate about it and you get I the am. point thank
3: you so much totally. I hope it keeps going
1: I do I think so too I think folks uh, will be interested in it and moved by it and sometimes it's just better understanding how it all works and why it's there and the support sort of system around it that you Absolutely. can't help but not get behind something like that so what where do you send folks for for, for more information where where you send in everybody if they want to learn more
3: so you can i have sent out documents where you go to shbb.org and there is a tab that says request information for a box all right you can you can put in your email address tell them where you live and they'll send over the documents and it has everything in it to get started
1: all right well i appreciate your time caitlin i also appreciate yes, you your business. obedience you so to your much. call and we'll talk to you soon all right you guys yes. stick with us we got more for you thank coming you. up next. Thank you. Listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can find Sports Talk Mississippi, which is coming up next in Nashville. They're there for the 2023 SEC Media Days. It starts today, and they're counting down to the start of the college football season. Everybody said, woo go team including you Elia
2: everybody's excited about it
1: coverage of the 2023 SEC media days it is presented by Gentil apparel so visit GentilApparel.com to check out their full line of sportswear including the collegiate collection for Ole Miss and Mississippi State which I know that they're gonna get to talk to a lot of folks uh, from both teams and beyond do you have any sort of teasers of what's coming up uh, next and who they've already I know a lot of the interviews get uh sort of switched around and all the things
2: i know they've talked to cole Kublik, uh who is one of the sec sec network regulars and i know they talked to ryan brown and um some other folks on there they're sending me these they're pre-recording some of them and others they're going to do live so they've been sending them to me left and right but i haven't had a chance to listen to them yet
1: oh you've been Uh, working
2: i've been working (laughs) sec media days though i'll say it's one of the most fun deals that we do because it's you see all these people on TV, these especially like head coaches and stuff, and not to say they let their hair down, the ones that do have hair, uh, they do kind of relax a little bit, and you do get a little bit more of their personality, which I kind of enjoy, and then some of the media people, you kind of see a little bit more of their personality, so I I've always look forward to SEC media days, and they've been there so long that everybody kind of knows each other, so they let their guard down a little bit, you know, whereas when they're on TV, they're kind of like, they don't want to say anything wrong, or They don't tell any of the funny stories like you would expect them to, but at SEC Media Days they usually will with us
1: and sort of uh, let loose and you never know what kind of conversations you will get so you'll have to stick around for that from 3 to 6 I know they're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday of this year I mean this year of this year but yeah.
2: <laughs> this entire, yeah.
1: of this entire year okay something else fun though you guys are at it again super talk meaning helping you get the VIP treatment we've got Guns and Roses they are coming to the Mississippi Gulf Coast September the 20th and I got tickled um, because I know you write these Will you do know that you have on here that they can have a um, one-night stay at the Beauvage and a limo ride to the concert. Are you going to get them back home? I've been meaning to ask you that.
2: You know, I need to clarify that. I need to make sure to and from. I'm sure it's to and from, but I might have just put two. I don't Which know. got me
1: tickled. We- right, we'll see you. Have a good time. <laughs> and when you get back, we'll make sure we have a cozy room for you to stay at. Would but you, you rather walk- arrive
2: at the, the concert with the limo or if you had your pick?
1: I want the ride home.
2: Yeah, I'd want the ride
1: I home as well. ride home. I can get myself to the co- concert and leave my car and then get the limo to sort of take me back. Anyway, it just gets me tickled every time. You can get a luxurious Beau Ravage stay and then a limo ride to the concert. You have to be 21 uh, to enter and to do that, uh, go to one of our registration boxes located throughout the state. You can find that over at supertalk.fm slash GNR. Are those the same Registration boxes for Morgan Wallen, or are they new and different?
2: Same. I mean, they have different graphics and everything, but it's I the meant same. Like, similar. same. Yeah. So if
1: you went and were able to register for those tickets at a location, should you be able to find the box at, the, at a similar location? That's what I'm
2: uh, not all of them. Some of them are the same, but there's, there's others that aren't. So go to supertalk.fm GNR, and you'll find a full list of the locations with registration boxes. Plus, you can click on the little... Um, name, and it'll show you a Google map of where it's located at.
1: Alrighty. And as I mentioned earlier, being part of the Good Things uh, Facebook group is always a good thing, <laughs> pun intended, because not only do we share good stories, but we have good conversation. And, well, I know your wife is a big TikToker. Not everybody uh, is. Yes. Not on it, but I kind of keep up with at least the trends. They kind of bleed out into the rest of the world. And so apparently there's this new trend on TikTok called beige flags, and it's where I guess people are making videos of with their beige flags are in their significant other and you're asking what is a beige flag well we all have them you have some that your partner finds obnoxious your partner has some that you find obnoxious and they're not a deal breaker but they're just those characteristics those routines those habits those quirks that if you could change it you might would because it drives you absolutely insane, but you're not, you did not not marry your spouse because of it. Yes. You would not not marry your significant other got a list because of, of it, but it is just those things. And usually these are the ones that don't come up until you're living together and you've been married for a while and you, they start to relax and show you who they really are. And then you're like, why in the Sam Hill do you do that, that way? Or it could be from the get go, you know. It just may be something um, obnoxious that they do. But it, again, it's a beige flag. It's not a red flag. It's not a deal breaker. It's obviously not illegal or harmful to anybody. It's just obnoxious.
2: What? What is? Uh, does he? Does he? Is he the one that makes you wear orange? He's the one that sometimes? makes makes
1: you wear orange some uh, some days to work, but always and forever. And he's passed this trait on to my children. Opening drawers, and then doing whatever you need to do in there and then walking away from them. <laughs> but for the life of me, I don't get it. I have abs- that never, it never ceases to amaze me that you, you open a drawer, you get a spoon out, you get a fork out, you get your plate out, whatever it may be, and then you just, you don't finish. the like, Cabinet
2: you know, doors as well?
1: Cabinet, any doors. Not, not every single time. I mean, it's not that habitual. Or I wouldn't have married him. But <laughs> we'd have been over a long time ago. But the amount of times I've had to come back th- through the house with, him and the kids and just shut shut drawers behind them that they left open it's like it's kind of like leaving a light on which i can kind of see where that would happen easier yeah. than if you got open the door to get your toothbrush out i don't understand why we you finished brushing so <laughs> i know well be nice to Carrie, but what's your what's your bait and if Her, you know she has similar. one of you
2: oh she, yeah hers is similar though when she gets ready to you know go from the den to to go to bed she just gets up and walks away she leaves the lights on she leaves the tv on tv going everything just like that and then when we when she lays down she has specific things that she wants like she wants ice water she wants the fan on she wants those lights that she left on turned off and she waits until i lay down to tell me that i need to go do these things And sometimes she'll wait till I lay down individually. (laughs) So I'll go lay down. She say, "Oh, can you go give me an ice water?" So I get up and I go get her an ice water, and then I'll come back and I'll lay down. And she'll say, "Oh, could you go turn those lights off?" And so I have to get up. She says, "I I do my best thinking when you're, you know, relaxed." So
1: Suzanne says her husband folds his dirty clothes, takes them (laughs) up. (laughs) <laughs> so that, that would drive me I've insane. Never heard of that drive insane. That's not too. a bad one though. No. Well, I mean, are you going to rewear it, or are you just folding it, put it to the side? If it's dirty, it needs to go in the hamper. It needs to go in the in the. Of,
2: yeah, it's
3: not that bad.
1: Sheila says her spouse won't put dirty dishes in the dishwasher. That's that's a that's a real life struggle too. Just getting it to the sink, but to me, would be a win for some of my kiddos. But Can they just
2: leave them where they are.
1: Oh, yes. And, you know, you have to go and explain. Like, that goes there. I don't pick them up for you. I will go get you, and I will take you to said dish so you can pick it up and you can bring it. So it's a learned trait that we that we sort of have to do. I will tell myself, though, and we've had a full-blown discussion about it here on Good Things Before with Rhino, and I know it drives him absolutely mad. And I don't do it intentionally every time, but sometimes absolutely. So I get out of the bath to, sh- to um, dry off. And so I get the bath mat wet, and when he comes through with his sock feet to go through the bathroom, and he walks across a wet, m- and it has to be perfectly timed where he's in yeah. his sock feet and he walks, through. it makes him want to say ugly things to and about me, <laughs> and I refuse to dry off in, in the, the shower. shower. I am a out of the showerer, dryer offerer, and so that to me, that's what your bath mat is for. And so I can't agree with
2: him on that he
1: one. Fi- Walk another way, walk around a different way, wait to put your socks on, put your shoes on, and then walk through the bathroom. I don't know. I am who I am. (laughs) That's part of the beige, sort of the beige, uh, beige flags. But I know that one irritates him.
2: Uh, One that I have that I think irritates my wife is that I grew up barefoot, growing outside, barefooted. barefooted. Uh, We rarely wore shoes because we were country folk. And so around the house, I do not wear shoes. I normally, unless I have to go out in public, I will not put a shoe on my foot or socks. So I, yesterday I was out by my pool, cleaning my pool. I was barefoot, you know, walking around. And she, it, she's the exact opposite. She always has shoes on no matter what. And I think that annoys her for whatever reason.
1: Gibb and Greenwood says my wife cleans the house before the maid comes. drives me nuts. I would do that. I totally would be like so embarrassed, yeah, y'all. The maid is coming, and this house looks like a tornado hit. it. we're gonna have to pick it up, which would be the moment <laughs> that my husband fired her, not because of anything they were doing, but we're not we're not doing this double sort of double time my, at all.
2: My wife could clean the house for a week straight, and it'd just be pristine, sparkling, all that. And somebody walks in our house, she goes, "I'm sorry for the house being a mess." Every single time.
1: Because it sets the precedent. You you set them the stage for them to come back and be like, well, it's not that bad. And you're like, thank you. But, you know, it could be better. What are your beige flags? 601 We've got that and more coming up next.
0: and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm.
1: things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app and you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station and you can air your grievances over on the C Spire text line talking about your beige flags. It is a fun line to, between
2: to, Today and Today Only.
1: Today and Today Only um, about your beige flags and you're like, what is a beige flag? And it's something new and trendy on TikTok, which I'm sure if you're on, you've probably seen it because it's gone viral. But it's just talking about those habits, routines, behaviors um, that maybe your partner has or your spouse has that drive you nuts but they're not deal breakers they're just those little quirks that they may have that you just want to pull your hair out sometimes but yet you still love them and you still uh you know appreciate them for for everything else Jeff in Pontotoc says stopping me in the middle of mowing to eat supper just let me finish then cook (laughs) but it's hot you need to come eat it now yeah I, I can feel that so Jeff that's Less for my husband, but I can I can see where my uh, my oldest probably gets really irritated by that because when supper's ready, if she's doing something or whatever yeah. I be, I'm like, come on now, and she's like, in a minute. I'm like, no, nah, like we're doing you know we're doing this, um, we're doing it sort of now. And shakabully, Shackabully. I love it. In Biloxi, said it drives my wife crazy that I pour a cup of fresh coffee and then I put it in the microwave to superheat it, then I want it to cool it off before I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm with her. You had me at. A hot cup of coffee—that's me. If I if I if I pour a cup of coffee and then it gets cold, like because I let it sit around or I'm doing something, I will put it back in the microwave to heat it back up. Moms do that all the time when we get distracted. My husband's the opposite though, and I just don't get it. He will pour a cup, he will leave it on purpose until it cools off. He doesn't want cold coffee, but he doesn't want hot coffee. He likes that more of like room temperature coffee and I don't get it. I just, you know, I totally, I don't, don't understand it. Michael and Laurel says griping about taking the dogs out for a walk, but she brought home that she just had to have. Yeah, we kind of, we tend to do that, uh, every now. If you've got more gripes you want to share of your beige flags, you can do that over on the Good Things, uh, Facebook group. The conversation never ends there. But everybody's also still talking about the fact that you got the Powerball. It has not been won. It has jumped to $900 million after No Jackpot Winners Saturday night. So you got your next drawing for the Mississippi Roads and Bridges Fund coming up tomorrow night. Do you, are you playing the Powerball?
2: Yeah, we'll buy some tickets once it gets up really, really high, uh, like this. I mean, just Why for not? The, just for the fun of it, really. That, that, that's our thing. Is a lot of times if we're going on a road trip or we're, we're traveling to see family or something, we'll go buy some tickets just to have something to do, especially scratch offs and stuff, just to have something to do on the road because um, um, it's it's fun. And a lot of times, you know, when I win anything, but. It gives you something to do.
1: So we always talk about what would you buy, all the things that would change and all that. But I was looking at what would a billion, because it's almost a billion dollars, what could you buy with a billion? Like if you won it, I know there's taxes and all that come out of it, but hey, let's let's just go yeah. in fantasy land for a minute, right? And that you wanted to spend it on one thing. Like you wanted to win it all and then spend it all. Like you wanted like to win it and then it be gone with like a purchase, which would be the dumbest thing you could ever possibly do. But there are some things out there you could do that with and come away with like the Miami Marlins. They're worth about nine hundred and nine hundred and eighty million dollars. That's it. You would invest in that and yeah. then you would have nothing else.
2: That's what I would do. I'd buy a sports team. Would you? Yeah.
1: There are some expensive houses in America that get up to five hundred million or more. But then you wouldn't be able to pay to furnish it.
2: Yeah, that's the thing with buying a house is you got to, I mean and what what are you gonna do with 20 bedrooms and 50 baths.
1: You could buy some of Leonardo da Vinci's originals. They'll put you back, two of them will put you back a billion dollars. So you could win the lottery and have two paintings to show for it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you wouldn't have the money for all of the equipment needed to keep it safe. That thing would be stolen in a Mission Impossible act in, in no time. Or you could just get a yacht. Which is crazy to me that a five hundred ninety foot luxury yacht would take six million of your. Of I can your dollars. barely
2: drive a pontoon boat. I don't know if I need to. <laughs> so I would, cruise around in a yacht. You
1: know that sounds all fun and sexy and stuff until you hit pirates. Like that would be me. I'd be out there yeah. in the middle of the ocean and then completely secluded. And then you know I've watched Caribbean Pirates of the Caribbean. It doesn't end well for the normal people. Now here's one private island.
2: Okay. Yeah. One
1: billion. We'll probably get you about mm, a couple of miles. How are you going to get out there?
2: You used use up all your money. you got to fly know. out there, right? Or take a boat or take, you know, you don't have a yacht now because you, you spent it all on the island.
1: Or you get your private jet with a billion dollars. You can get $442 million of that can go to to a jet. I go back to the sports team. I think they all started it correctly yeah. at the first. If you could, would it, any sports team you could buy, who would you buy?
2: I'd buy the Braves. Really? Yeah.
1: I have no idea. I'd have to really think about that because I'm don't. i not into the sporting things. But that would be a good question for the boys coming up next. But they've got plenty of questions because they're at the SEC Media Days. So lots of good conversation coming up then, but stick with us. you got them from 3 to 6. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.
0: I can see good things
3: for you and I. Yeah, good things for you and I. Yeah, good things for you and I. Here good thing
0: for things you. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.